What's up, everybody? Um, so I'd say this is the first official episode of um, your dad's sports stream, um, as well as I'll be doing video games, uh, video game commentary, as well as sports commentary um, on this channel, um, on Twitch, YouTube, and uh, uploading audio onto Spotify for podcast listeners. Um, a little bit about myself, um, I, uh, am just a hobbyist, um, for games, sport, sport ball games and video games. Um, and it's, you know, fun to start a conversation online, um, about those things. So, um, today I'll be just talking about some sports news. Um, as well as um, just things upcoming um, on my schedule for different talking points and whatnot. So um, we're going to start off with something actually I was talking about on my Twitch stream last night, which was uh, Robert Sarver, um, the former owner for the Suns, um, and now is the on the board of governors um for the Suns, so still a part of the sun's organization um but might not be um after this uh so um here's a little clip this this is a report that came out um from espn uh and this was november 4th uh so this was yesterday um during the day so let's listen to this report NBA Finals. The Phoenix Suns began this season as defending Western Conference champions. A team riding high with the veteran presence of all-time great Chris Paul, a young star in Devin Booker, a top coach in Monty Williams, and reigning executive of the year, James Jones. But an ESPN investigation has revealed that the Suns' success on the court has emerged alongside a sometimes toxic and hostile workplace under majority owner Robert Sarver. More than 70 current and former employees interviewed by ESPN recounted conduct by Sarver they felt was inappropriate and misogynistic, including the use of the N-word and lewd comments made during staff meetings. Former Suns head coach Earl Watson told ESPN that Sarver once used the slur after a game. You know, why does Draymond Green get to run up the court and say N-word? Sarver, who is white, allegedly said, repeating the N-word several times in a row. You can't say that, Watson, who is black and Hispanic, told Sarver. Why, Sarver replied, Draymond Green says N-word. You can't expletive say that, Watson said again. Sarver denied he used the N-word through his legal team, saying this is absolutely untrue. Sarver said he talked with the Suns player who had received a technical foul during the game for using the N-word, questioning why he had received a technical when other players who say it do not. The player, through his agent, told ESPN that he does not recall speaking to Sarver that night. I've never called anyone or any group of people the N-word, or referred to anyone or any group of people by the N-word, either verbally or in writing. Multiple Suns employees also recounted inappropriate conduct from Sarver, such as him once passing around a picture of his wife in a bikini to employees 
and speaking about sex with his wife. We're passing it around like a hot potato. Like, what in the hell are we supposed to do with this? That was just, you know, one early glimpse at the man. Sarver, through his legal team, told ESPN the moment has been twisted into something more nefarious than it was and that he has never discussed his sex life in the office. A retailer sent my wife and me a sample along with a brochure and I took a picture of her in the sample. I took the brochure and picture of her and gave it to the people at the Suns in charge of overseeing merchandise with the message, here's the catalog, this is what the swimsuit looks like, and if you have any interest in carrying this line in the team shop, then here's the number to call. Multiple current and former employees also told ESPN about conduct by other members of the Suns leadership team that they felt contributed to the work environment. While none said Sarver was involved in those incidents, many felt that Sarver's own conduct contributed to a culture that affected how some other managers within the organization treated their employees. They said they don't know how no one has ever been held accountable. If the commissioner comes in and investigates to see what the expletive is going on in Phoenix, he would be appalled. Jason Rowley, president and CEO of the Suns, defended Sarver. This story is completely outrageous and false. It doesn't represent at all the Robert Sarver I've worked alongside of for 15 years. He's not a racist and he's not a sexist. All right, so that was a video made by um, ESPN. Um, and they're the ones who came out with this report um, yesterday. Uh, so as you can see, just like absolutely fucked up. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, it gives me flashbacks to Clippers, previous Clippers owner, uh, Donald Sterling, um, who had similar pretty fucked up views uh, on race, black people in general. Um, and he eventually got kicked out of the league. I mean, he was forced to sell the team. Um, and now the Clippers are owned. Um by previous Microsoft um, co-founder, um, Steve Ballmer. Uh, so, and now here we have another one. Um, and this, uh, again, like I said on my uh, stream yesterday, uh, this is just two weeks after John Gruden, um, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, um, for the past two or three years, um, he resigned after um, saying some pretty fucked up things. Um, uh, about uh, a black um, uh, players union leader, um, as well as things like very homophobic things about um, the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, um, you know, using the F word, um, you know, clueless anti-football pussy, um, that type of stuff. Things about <laughs> President Barack Obama. Um, so, uh not too long ago, this happened, to, I think two weeks ago, and now we have this. Um, you know, obviously, I feel so bad um, for the ex-head coach of the Suns, um, Earl Watson. I mean, he was there for a lot of the shitty years um, in, you know, the Sun, Suns' recent history. I mean, before they got Chris Paul, I mean, the Suns were never in any contention um, for anything. You know, never made the playoffs. 
um, I think in the last, you know, since 2000, you know, since they had Steve Nash, they've been to the playoffs, I think, once. Um, and, you know, or Watson was there. Um, he was like one of – he was like the fourth head coach they had had in basically four years, and they've had like six head coaches in the last seven years. Um, so just not a good environment for a head coach. And here – Earl Watson comes in, black and Hispanic. Um, you know, I'm sure this, you know, it's hard enough um, as a coach of color to get a job in the NBA. And here he comes in, and the <laughs> the owner of the team, Robert Sarver, comes in and says this stuff, and it's just so fucked up. Um, I feel bad for Earl Watson. I'm glad he's out of there. Um, and on to bigger and better things. Um, let's see, what is Earl Watson doing? I think he's still in the NBA. Um, is he on office? Um, let's see. Looks like... What is he doing recently? Um, anyways, um, I mean... I'm glad he gets to come out and talk about all this stuff because I'm sure uh, he had to keep it inside and not talk about it because for fear of not being able to get hired again. Um, so, um, you know, uh, good for a Watson being able to come out and expose Robert Sarver like this. Um, you know, I just, if you're a white person, do not say the N-word. <laughs> First of all, that should be very obvious to every white person out there. Um, obviously not, though. Uh, I mean, I guess a lot of these owners, um, head coaches, just think they can do whatever they want. I'm sure they have millions and billions of dollars and think they can just say whatever they want. So, um, yeah, I mean, it goes back to, like, the lack of diversity in these leagues, the NBA, the NFL. Um you know, I, you wouldn't have this type of stuff if there were more, um, you know, owners, head coaches, um, with, you know, diverse backgrounds, ethnicities. Um, so yeah, that's just sad. So we'll see, uh, apparently the NBA is going to be doing an investigation, um, on, uh, Robert Sarver. Um, you know, I'm sure he's going to push back legally with his legal team, as you heard. So, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it leads to the same result as, um, you know, the Donald Sterling. Uh, but also tough for the Suns. I mean, they have, I mean, they ex surprised everyone last year um, by going from basically a bottom tier team to going to the, um, the championship. Uh, and, you know, they're not off to the best start. Uh you know, you can see, um, you know, oh, they're, they're doing a little bit better. They had a little rough start, but they're on a three-game winning streak. Um, you know, Chris Paul, I mean, Chris Paul, how old is he? he he's, he's getting up there. Um, so they only have a few more years probably of, of him being at, like, peak. Um, so it started in 2005, so that's, like, 16 years. Um and he's 36, so he's the bronze age. Um, so they only have probably, you know, I'd say three more years. One, two more years probably of him being like peak, 
Chris Paul. Um, but he's I always he was always hurt. So um, I hope they can bounce out of this. Um, you know, they need I hope they get back to the playoffs. And, um, you know, here. Interesting. I saw this um, on NBC Sports here. So the Robert Sarver um, incident obviously got around with the, the whole Draymond thing. Um, so the, it looks like a reporter asked Raymond about this. Um, so let's listen to this soundbite. And then my phone started blowing up. It was blowing up when I was running a little late to take him to school. So he's just going to go. But yeah, um, soft Thursday morning, just trying to mind my business, man. That's all. It's crazy. Crazy allegations. Very crazy allegations. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But pretty serious allegations. So, it's interesting. Very interesting. I don't know, I got fined. So, it's interesting though. <laughs> you got fined. That What's up, dog? Did you get, did you get fined? That instance? I'm trying to remember. Is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, God, it says. Oh, I got fined on TNT. Okay. Oh, sure. Oh, look at this kid. When you hear someone make a statement, you can't just be like, that's the statement. That's it. There's always more to the story. You know, word traveled around this league like wildfire, so it may not have been my first time hearing this story yesterday. That's neither here nor there. So, yeah, there you go, Draymond Green. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't go into it more. Man, Draymond usually is, <laughs> he does not, um, not mince his words, um, but I mean, it sounds like, it, it's funny, he's not, it doesn't seem like he's surprised, uh, you know, I'm sure, like he said, word gets around the league, uh, you know, obviously players hear things, and it's just coming out into the light, you know, all the players know this shit goes on in the background, you know, with the owners, you know, um, you know, just degrading their, you know, it goes back to just the whole mentality of like owners degrading their players to just assets, you know, they just own these people, um, but they don't, I mean, they're, it's the, it's a player driven league, which is, you know, what everyone loves about the NBA, um, to some extent, compared to the NFL, which NFL, you know, has gotten a lot of criticism from LeBron about just being more of a owner-driven league, you know. Um, so hopefully, you know, uh, the media, ESPN can keep exposing these closeted racist owners um, and kind of just purge this from sports you know uh i and i agree with a lot of people you know that say sports shouldn't be political but then maybe owners should stop being racist <laughs> and then you can truly just focus on basketball at that point um if you really want to but i mean hey you know throwback to muhammad ali kareem Abdul jabbar um all these players um, who are outspoken politically, um, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, uh, you know, good on them, man. They have voices and they're super smart dudes. Uh, like 
have at it, I say. Um, but um, so we'll switch gears a little bit um, to a um, kind of a first topic I want to talk about um, is the Trailblazers. Um, so there's a lot of talk this off season, a lot of talk <laughs> about Damian Lillard. Um, they play tonight. They play the Pacers. The Pacers are three and six. Um, not great, but they the Pacers have beat beaten you know some good teams. Um, I think you know they're. Uh, why can't I click on the the Pacers? Let's see how the the Pacers have, are doing. Uh, beat the Knicks. Knicks are a good team. Um, lost. Oh, they beat the Wizards in overtime. But all their games have been close. I mean, they're a good team. They got DeMontis uh, Sabonis, uh, Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon. I'm not sure. Is he still hurt? Uh, let's look that up just real quick. Because he is their centerpiece. I mean, when I mean, the Bucks have to be kicking themselves. Uh, so Malcolm Brogdon... He got tr he got drafted yeah um, in 2016 by the Bucks and he he didn't put up crazy good numbers but he was rookie of the year um, and he's just gone up since then um, you know averaging 22 points on let's see oh his his three point percentage has dropped but before I mean he last year he was 388 off uh, three point percentage I mean that's really good. Um, and so he's their centerpiece, along with DeMontis Sabonis, who last year was an all-star. Um, I mean, they have good pieces. So so here's the Blazers. Here's the Blazers' situation. is They're 3-5. and five. And all, which is 11th, as you can see. I mean, they're behind the Wolves, the Clippers, without Kawhi Leonard. Behind the Kings. Actually, the Kings have been, have been doing decently. Um, but here's the kicker for the Blazers is all this trade talk with Lillard, Damian Lillard on the off season. Obviously the Blazers have not, um, like the Blazers, the last, uh, let's see eight years since they've had Lillard, um, have not lived up to expectations. Um, you know, I think, the best team that they had um, was probably when Lillard was a little bit newer to the league, but he was coming into his own, um, you know, was when they had um, LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, they had LaMarcus Aldridge. They had Nick Batum. Um, they had Lillard, and they had... Um, a few other really good players. I mean, it was a good team, and they were, like, first in the league. That was actually, I think, the first um, – that was the first time the Warriors dynasty won that year. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, they lost – the Blazers lost to the Memphis Grizzlies um, that season. And in, in the playoffs, they lost. And since then, they've kind of just been middle of the pack. I mean, they haven't been – amazing and they haven't been um like the worst 
And that kind of goes to the point of what what's the move? What's the move here for Damian Lillard? And what's the move here for the Blazers? So they lost to the Cavs um, a few nights ago. Um, and the Cavs, good young team, but the Blazers should be winning these games. Um, you know, let's see, last season, 2020-2021, finished sixth. Um, you know, that's okay. They lost, what, in like the first round or something. Um, and then the previous season... 35, they were eighth uh, previous season. So this was 2018-2019. They lost to the the Warriors, uh, but they got to the Western Conference Finals. That was, I think, the farthest they'd been in Lillard's tenure. Um, You know, but again, you see it finished third, lost in the first round versus the Pelicans. Uh... You know, here you go, finished eighth and in 2016-2017, lost first round. Um, finished fifth, lost in the second round. Um, this is when they had, yeah, see, this was the team right here. They had Will Barton, they had Aaron Aflalo, LaMarcus Aldridge, um, you know, Chris Kamen, Damian Lillard, Robin Lopez, Wesley Matthews was, like, killing it. Um, he was actually, uh, you know, he was a top-scoring player. I mean, he, he had, yeah, 15 points. Dame had 21. LaMarcus was an all-star at that point. Um, you know, he's fallen off a little bit. I mean, he's a lot, he's a lot older now. And this, they were first. They were first. Uh, ended with the the, fir- the best record in the West, and they lost in the first round of the Memphis Grizzlies. So, as you can see, there's a trend here where even when they do have sacked team, they're just not able to get over the hump. Um, and so, I think at this point, it's been... Um, oh, let's see. Looks like we disconnected. Are we back on? Just want to make sure. This they're just not able to get. Let's see. I just want to make sure we are live. <laughs> Look at that. What? on twitch don't do me like this um reconnection successful best and they lost in the first round of memphis grizzlies so as you gotcha okay <laughs> got the stream back on track all right so what were we talking about the blazers um so yeah like like you can see they just haven't really been able to get over the hump and make it to the not even make it to the finals um 
You know, and Dame, Damian Lillard has been absolutely phenomenal in the past few years. Um, you know, he is really coming to his own um, as a superstar. I mean, last year, 28 points a game. The year before that, 30 points a game. Um, you know, and he's been all-stars these years, um, most years. So what's not working? What What is going wrong here? And so we're going to take a little bit of look into that and look into the trade speculations that happen. Um, you know, there was a report that came out. Um, apparently, uh, Damian Lillard um, talked to LeBron and Anthony Davis. They met at LeBron's house um, over the offseason. Um, and, you know, apparently it, it wasn't enough. Um, it wasn't enough to get him to come. Um, I couldn't find the report. Uh, I think it was on Bleach Report. Let's see. Yeah, Damian Lillard met with the Lakers. Uh, unlock the full power. I cannot unlock the full power. But they met. Damian Lillard met with LeBron AD, and apparently it wasn't enough to get him to leave the Blazers or come to the Lakers. I don't know which one it was. I mean, obviously they want him on the Lakers. But um, for me, as a fan of Damian Lillard's and a fan of the Blazers, I mean, I've lived in Washington for the past eight years. Um, so I know the Blazers and their fans pretty well. I think it would be best, honestly, if if the Blazers find a trade. I don't say – I wouldn't say you need to rush it um, because you want to obviously maximize what you get from him because you're, you're, you're not going to get back a Damian Lillard. If you're a Blazers fan, you're expecting to get back Damian Lillard. You're not. Um, but, I mean, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. And at this point, do you want – as, as a Blazers fan, do you want to just stay middle of the pack, you know, get out first, maybe second round? Um, and this and this season, I mean, it's looking even worse. I mean, they're, they're having trouble against, um, you know, not amazing teams. Um, let's see where their losses have come from. The Kings. I mean, they started off losing to the Kings. They lost to the Clippers without Kawhi. Um, lost to the Hornets. Hornets are pretty good. Lamella Ball is balling out. Um, and they've lost to the Sixers without Joel Embiid, and they lost to the Cavs. So, I just like I don't see. I, I don't see the 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 path, the clear path, for the Blazers with Lillard to get um to the playoffs. Like you know, I've heard. Uh, you know, a lot of speculation about what if you trade C.J. McCollum. Uh, and C.J. McCollum is basically the Robin to Lillard's Batman. Um, but they haven't been able to get it done. I mean, McCollum has been there. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's check out C.J. McCollum's stats. But McCollum has been there for, like, I would say almost as long as... Um, 
Dame for a lot of these good years. I mean, obviously he hasn't been around. You know, he got drafted in 2013, um, so that was after Damian Lillard. But he's been on the Blazers for all these years. I mean, since 14, um, you know, after his sophomore year, he really, you know, he's averaging 20 to 23 points. Um, you know, three-point percentage has increased. Uh, field goal percentage, he would like to get that up to, like, you know, 500. Um, but still, not bad. Hasn't made the playoffs. Hasn't really been, like, he's in a good score, but I wouldn't say necessarily, like, um, like, you, like he, I, he's not a good enough player to be the second best player on a championship winning team. Um, and you know, people would point to, they'd be like, Hey, well, what about, you know, what about the Bucks who won with Chris Middleton as their second best player? But I would say the dynamics a little bit different. Um, one CJ McCollum and Lillard play basically the same position. Um, yeah, Lillard is more of your traditional point guard, but he's not. I mean, he doesn't – Lillard's not averaging a ton of assists. I, I guess, I mean, past few years, you know, eight, seven, eight and a half. Okay, so I stand correct. He's, he, he's a passer. He can pass. But, um, but they both seem to need the ball in their hand to be the best version of themselves, where I think um, – Chris Middleton and Giannis uh, on the Bucks don't. I mean, Giannis can have the ball um, and kick it out to Middleton, who's a like sniper from three. Um, as well as the opposite is, you know, uh, Giannis and Chris Middleton can like do the pick and roll because Giannis is fucking. He's like six foot eleven or almost seven foot. Um, so that just seems to work a lot better. Um, and there's then the defense. I mean, Lillard and CJ McCollum are not good defensively. The Blazers are not good defensively. Um, I mean, we could take a look at their stats. Um, let's see. Uh, team stats. We'll just go. Oh, team starts. But let's like let's look. I mean, let's look at. Uh, oh, we need to type in NBA. Let's look at the Blazers. Um, let's go to defense. And I think that has been the Trailblazers. You know, the chink in the armor is that they cannot defend. I mean, they're twentieth in defensive rating. Rebounds are good. Steals, middle of the pack. Blocks, middle of the pack. Uh, points off turnovers, not bad. Good. They like, looks like they're rebounding well. So, I mean, they're not awful um, on defense this season. Uh, the problem this season is Damian Lillard is not having a good start. Very uncharacteristic. He is only... He's down from 28 points per game last year to 19 points a game this year. Um, and his three-point percentage is down to 23% from three on almost 10 shots, three-point shots a game. I mean, that's bad. That's bad. That's getting close to Russell Westbrook numbers right there. 
West Brick. I mean, like, I'm a Lakers fan, but I can be objective about that. And 35% from the floor. I just – how um, – that's obviously not going to be sustained, but I it goes back to the point of like all this trade speculation, you know, mostly speculation probably from other teams, from the media. Lillard has been very adamant about his position on trades. He he wants you know he's following the steps of Allen Iverson, Giannis, um, players like that who. Get drafted by a team, stay with the team, try to win a championship with that team that they get drafted by. But it's just not working. And I just wonder if these numbers are indicative of like him being in the back of his mind saying, like, I could be in Philadelphia right now. I could be on the Lakers right now. I could be, you know, any one of these number of teams um, who are in championship contention. Um you know, Philadelphia has had their own troubles, but I would say that mostly stems around Ben Simmons. And so a trade for Lillard for Ben Simmons, um, you know, would change a whole lot. I mean, Lillard, Damian Lillard with Joel Embiid might become the best duo in basketball right now and in this year. I mean, that would be just – that pick and roll would be the deadliest pick and roll game. Um you know, maybe besides Anthony Davis and LeBron, but um, I just think that like Damian Lillard and you know, I, I don't think I personally. I know there's this debate, uh, you know, in the media and and talk shows and stuff, but it's there. There is some loyalty and honor. Um, you know, with the players who stay with the same team that you drafted by. You know, don't try to go. Uh, you know, in free agency, don't leave and form super teams. But, you know, uh, if the goal is to win as a player, is that the goal of basketball is to win games and get championships and get rings. Um, what's then, – then doesn't moving teams get you closer to that if you're going to a better team? Um, and, and the Blazers have done nothing for Dame. I mean, yes, they're very loyal to da- Damian Lillard. They're not going to trade him. Like, they've been very adamant about that. They're not going to trade him um, unless he, like, forces his way out of, of Portland. But, I mean, the, the, the Blazers have done nothing for him. They haven't traded any, made any big moves, especially this offseason, even with all this trade speculation for – or all these these rumors with Damian Lillard, they haven't been like, oh, well, we should probably figure this out and get Damian Lillard the help he needs. No, they're just like, let's let's you know re-sign Norman Powell um, <laughs> and you know re-sign Robert Covington and get Larry Nance Jr. Shout out to Larry Nance Jr. Uh, drafted by the Lakers, love that guy, um, high flyer. But still, I mean, are those guys winning the Blazers a championship? No. Uh, and McCollum, unless McCollum breaks out this season and just goes for like 28 points a game, lockdown defense. Promises, yeah. They those guards. Who are Damian when it comes when when the playoffs come around? Who is Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum? Who are they going to be able to guard? 
I mean, you look at the other teams in the West. Are they going to be able to guard Luka Doncic on the Mavs? Are they going to be able to guard Donovan Mitchell on, on Utah? Are they going to be able to guard the Lakers, like LeBron? And Russ, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Russ can guard himself with all those turnovers. But still, I mean, who who are they going to guard? And I just think, like, you're better off trying to chase, like, a power forward um, who can just ball out. And then you have... You have Lillard, and you have a center or a power forward, and you put them in the pick and roll. Um, but if you're not going to do that, like, you're not doing Lillard any favors here in Portland if you're not going to go after good players. Because um, McCollum and Damian Lillard just isn't going to work anymore. We've seen it happen for how many years now, since 2015-2016 season. Um, and the farthest they've gotten, they've gotten to the Western Conference Finals, but they got swept by the Warriors. Um, and since then, it's only been downhill. Uh, and this season is even worse. Um, so, I mean, my feeling is would be to the GM, Portland's GM. Who is the, who's the Trailblazers? Let's look at Blazers GM. Who is he? Neil Olshi. Oh, and this is the first... A story that pops up newsfeed uh, could Neil Olshley be fired so uh, yeah I think it sounds like he's in the hot seat um, let's see what it says it might be the least successful press conference in NBA history sources say Olshley's job is was beyond secure before that day um, he's been running the Blazers longer than his boss Jody Allen um, and this is from, I mean, this is from the Blazers, like, fan-made, like, community news, like, news website. Um, and I just think, yeah, they're not doing anything with McCollum. I mean, you could try to trade McCollum for some pieces. I don't think you'll get a lot back. Uh, you're not going to get, like, uh, a step up. Definitely you're not going to get a step up from McCollum. Maybe it'll the chemistry will work better for McCollum if you trade, you know, McCollum for a power forward, small forward, or center. Um, but you know, I'm trying to think of someone who, someone that would be possible with. Like, what team would want to trade for McCollum and give up, you know, a decent, a decent forward or center? And I just like I I don't see that happening. Um, so if I was, I guess if I was Lillard. I'd be like, guys, thanks a lot. It's been some great years. We had some great runs, but it's time for me to do, to not fall into the category of Charles Barkley, who gets roasted by Shaq every night on NBA Inside, inside the NBA. Um, like, Lillard, you don't want that <laughs> to be the rest of your life because um, you're too good. He's too good of a player. I mean, he is a special talent. Um you know, he, like, stat head right here says, Damian Lillard is Trailblazers' all-time leader in 50-point games. Um, like, that, he is just a scorer. He can, he's one of those players, like Allen Iverson, who is just so dominant. And he can score from anywhere um, and has that mentality, you know, 
that he is better than everyone else on the floor. And again, I I love Lillard. But that also goes to the point to beg the question of like is Lillard, can Lillard be the number one option on a championship team? Is Lillard as good as Giannis? I think most people would agree that Damian Lillard is not as good as Giannis. Um, you know, Giannis is a freak of nature. He's a great freak. Uh, you know, he's 6'11", but plays like a point guard, has the handles, has the passing skills, starting to develop this mid-range and three-point game um, is truly LeBron, but with even more freakish uh, physical attributes. Um, and he was he was one of few players who was drafted by a team and got them into playoff contention and ultimately won a championship. But I just don't think Lillard can do that. And, you know, like a lot of other uh, you know, talk shows have said is not a lot of point guards can lead a team to a championship. It's hard. It's hard when you're, I mean, it's funny to say when you're only six foot three or whatever Damian Lillard is or whatever, six two. It's hard when you don't have that length. You don't have that extra um, height in your shot. You don't have that extra vision to look over players. Um, like LeBron or Giannis can, um, you know, you'll always have like a higher hand in your face when you're taking that shot. Um, and defensively, it's just hard to guard people when, when you're only six, two, you know, like I'm sure a lot of teams offensively are like, let's get Damian Lillard in the pick and roll. And let's make him switch onto our, our, you know, our forward or our center. Um, so if I'm being honest, I think Lillard needs, he doesn't even need to be the Robin to someone's Batman. He just needs to be the one B, uh, to someone's one A. And I, you know, I know everyone probably besides Trailblazers fans and the Trailblazers front office is hoping that like Lillard will request a trade to go to the Philadelphia 76ers, but um, because that would be the ultimate 1A, 1B, classic center, uh, you know, point guard, pick and roll action. Um, and the Philly fans would just love Lillard. I mean, you heard, I think, if you heard this, um, they, when the Blazers played the 76ers, I think this week or last week, the Philly fans were chanting, we want Dame. Um, uh, and, I mean, they would, Philadelphia fans would love Lillard. He is Dame time. I mean, he's he's the guy who makes that last sh second shot at the end of the game. And from the rough ride that the Phillies fans have had with Ben Simmons, Lillard would be like the ultimate brush of breath of fresh air um uh yeah here it is and that's you know that comes with professional sports you know it's fun and it's it's a public thing so you know i'm not uptight about it or acting like i don't i don't recognize it you know i 
know what I know what it is and I know what it's about. But you know, uh, I'm a trailblazer. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the their respect. Yeah. You know that, that they show and the desire or whatever. But man, I'm a ten toes in in Rip City, and you know I've said that time and time again. And tonight I <laughs> I laughed about it during starting lineups, but it was you know that was that. I was here to win a game. Yeah, I mean, let's hear the chant. He's capable of. Just leaves defenders so vulnerable. We want Lillard. Chance going up here at the center as the six-time All-Star Damian Lillard drains the first. And that goes again. You can see Chauncey Billups in the background. Uh, the new head coach. I mean, they've had the for most of the time that of Lillard's tenure, they had Terry Stotts as the head coach. Um, and they were pretty loyal to him until last year uh, they parted ways and got Chauncey Billups, who, you know, is a beloved player um, and been an assistant coach and all that stuff. So I feel bad for Chauncey, man, being pushed into this situation. Um, you know, uh, and as you can see, Lillard just doesn't want to go anywhere. And that just might, might be it. I mean, Lillard might be dug in. And all this might just be wishful thinking from my part and, you know, other sports pundits making these rumors and all this stuff is, you know, I mean, that just might be what it is. That's what, you know, Allen Iverson, that's what, you know, Giannis, I mean, there was literally rumors about Giannis last offseason. And then what did they do? They go in and they win a championship. Um and that just might be what it is. And, you know, I think at some point everyone will accept it. Um, but, I mean, Lillard, well, Lillard's 31. He ain't getting any younger. So we'll see. I think it might just be where Lillard just ends up a blazer forever and um, might be one of the best blazers ever. Um, and could be, you know, in that in that discussion of best all-time players who never want to ring, you know, uh, Charles Barkley, Allen Iverson, um, Carl Malone, uh, you know, and that's just what it is, but I, I don't think it necessarily hurts his reputation. I mean, I think a lot of people think it see as honorable, so, um, but it's just, uh, it's tough. Um, I think honestly, I think honestly, if I were the Blazers, that's a good question about the Blazers. What should the Blazers do in this situation? Um, I think the problem with a lot of these small market teams is they don't necessarily want to go all out um, like the Lakers do, where they just trade away all their like role players for some like dying star like Russell Westbrook, um, which is coming back to hurt the Lakers pretty bad. But I, you know, I think middle of the road, small market teams are just like, Hey, we have a loyal fan base. We have Damian Lillard who gets all this attention, gives us attention. Um, why not just stick with that and just keep writing that out and pick up some role players here and there. Um, but then, you know, it goes back to 
to the Bucks. I mean, that was what Giannis was doing, and that's what – not Giannis, but that's what the Bucks were doing with Giannis is they had Chris Middleton, they had Giannis, they weren't doing a whole lot in free agency or, or, or tradings until they were like, hey, what if we go get Drew Holiday and we put together this, you know, pseudo big three? Um, like – we could make this happen and they you know hats off to them they went with it they traded for drew holiday um who was on the pelicans at the time and guess what they have a championship and Giannis has been boosted to superstardom and the bucks are on the map again um you know even this season a lot of people are picking them to win the championship so i i just don't I don't see why the Blazers haven't been more aggressive. Um, and I would say that's what they owe Damian Lillard. Because Damian Lillard has done all this stuff for Portland. I mean, uh, he is... The only reason people talk about Portland is to talk about Damian Lillard, honestly. Um, so, you know, why not? why not go after these, you know... You know, give up some draft picks. Anthony Simons and other people they're drafting are good role players, but are they actually going to make a difference um, on the Trailblazers? Uh, start giving up some draft picks, you know? Maybe even tank a year. Tank a year, give up some draft picks, go out and get someone. Um, you know? Uh, and it will unfold as the season goes on. You'll you know you'll start to hear to other teams who's who aren't living up to expectations, and you know they might start shipping out players like Drew Holiday was shipped out uh, of the Pelicans. Like, go get someone like that. Like give Dame a team he can work with and actually like make something happen. So um, yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully something happens with that, but I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath on anything major happening on either side, or, uh, Damian Lillard's side or the Blazers side. So we might have just more of the same, um, insanity. The, uh, the peak insanity of the trailblazers is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Uh, all right, that'll cap up the first episode of this sport ball uh, podcast stream YouTube channel. Yeah, make sure to like and subscribe on all of the platforms. Um, I'm on Twitch, I'm on YouTube, um, and I'm on Spotify if, for all you podcast fans out there. Um, you can find the links on YouTube and Twitch. Um, so, yeah. Make sure to catch those games. All right. See you guys.